Hi guys! Welcome. I'm Kenzie Burke. And I'm Sabelle Levy. And, and this, this is, is the, the Cusp, Cusp Podcast. In this episode, we sit with Jeanette, who you probably know as Shut the Kale Up. Jeanette is a mother and digital entrepreneur. She is authentic, beautiful, and confident. Jeanette is a bright light, and it was a pleasure to be able to share this conversation with her. Today, you will be honored to hear her story, how she has moved through an intense divorce, who she has become through it all, how she parents her two beautiful boys, the practices and tools she uses to stay strong, and so much more. This is a real and honest conversation, and you will get a glimpse into Jeanette's world like she has never shared before. Kenzie and I are in complete awe of you and the way that you live your life and how committed you are to the way you bring joy and warmth into raising your boys and you know we know you're in the midst of of creation and if we're we're placing you on this spectrum of where are we at on the cusp of things you're definitely in the middle of creation and figuring mm-hmm. it out but I think it'd be amazing to just get started with learning about you and and your story and where do you come from? Yeah, your like, background. Yeah. Well, I come from here, California. I'm born and raised. I grew up in Santa Ana and now Costa Mesa. I've been here for eight years now and really, really love the sunshine, the beach. I'm such a beach girl now, but my background is I'm full Mexican. My mom and dad were born and raised in Mexico and came here illegally, actually. And they got married, had me and my brothers and... I've just kind of gone through this life, like trying to figure it out and like, you know, lots of hardships for sure. It has not been easy for me, but I've learned along the way and I'm just, I'm grateful for like the hardships, you know, cause mm-hmm. they've molded me into the woman that I've become and I really love her. Oh, that's so special. Yeah. So what has, like, what was your childhood like? Let's bring it back a little bit further childhood early adulthood did you live a conventional life well like childhood into adulthood I would say was very hard for me that was around the time where my mom had you know all of her alcoholism issues Mm. that she kind of tackled and I was kind of left without you know mom and dad my dad was always working so he was never really in the picture um I was kind of left to raise myself as well as my two younger brothers and that was pretty difficult because I was around like leaving junior high going into high school so it was a hard time that's when like you need mom the most Mm -hmm. you know or so I thought now I know that God had the most perfect plan because little did I know I would need her in my adult years more and she's been sober for 10 years now 11 this year and I'm just so proud of her we have such a good restored relationship Wow. I love the word restored. What a freeing word. It really is. People ask often, like, how did you, how were you able to trust her after everything that you guys have been through? But, you know, in like in your growing pains, I would, I like to call them. I feel like you learn a lot about forgiveness, or at least for me, I don't want to have a bitter heart. I don't want to have a hard heart. I Mm want to continue to let love in. Mm -hmm. That's where like positivity comes in. That's where opportunities come in that's where your people come in Mm -hmm. if you stay stuck in the place where oh they hurt me i'm gonna stay stuck there that you're gonna attract that you know totally yeah 
So I've moved through it and I like fully just gave in and trusted that there is like a perfect plan, at least in that relationship. And it's been awesome. Wow. Did you have to work on it to get it there? Yeah. I mean, it took a few months for me to really believe because my mom would tell me that she would go into rehab. I mean, she did, she went into rehab like four times before she actually like stopped. And that was really hard for me to believe like the first time, the the second time. Mm -hmm. Right. I was like, there's no way, especially Mm -hmm. because she came out early and she said that she was healed and blah, blah, blah. Things I've heard before. And sure enough, this time was different, but I had to also stay like, you know, kind of like stay away, put like some boundaries up because I don't want to get hurt again. Yeah. At what point is this in, were your boys born already? No, no, no. This was before I even got married. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was like in my teens and early twenties. She got sober when I was, I think, 23, yeah. 24. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You did say it was 11 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then what was your journey like journeying into Shut the Kale Up, which people know you for? Anyone listening knows you for being yeah. Shut the Kale Up. Um, my journey was really special around that time because that was around the time where my mom got sober and I hadn't found the love of my life, so I thought and was about to get married and just had a good relationship with food. I I struggled a lot with disordered eating habits while my mom was an alcoholic. And there was just so much on my plate, it felt like, Mm -hmm. trying to navigate my teens and early 20s without my mom and like, you know, living at my aunt's back and forth, which was her sister. And me being in like this place where I was like, who am I? What am I doing? My body's changing. Like, I didn't have anyone telling me, you know, hey, your body's going to change after high school. Yeah, like and puberty like, and the growth spurt right. and everything. Wow. And it like continues on like as a woman, as, you know, powerful women here in, on this table, like we understand and know that our bodies are constantly fluctuating and changing. And and now obviously being a mom and stuff like it's like it's so it's not the same ever, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. But also like can someone would have like I wish someone would have told me that, you yeah. know. Do you think that reflects back into how you parent now? Are yes. you is it is it from a very cognitive place or it just comes natural to you? I feel like it's a little bit of both. I've always wanted to be a mom. I knew I would be a mom, like 100%. And it's my favorite thing in the world, like being called mom, but like every day is different and I'm not going to parent the way that I did yesterday, mm. you know? And their emotions fluctuate just like mine do. And so I kind of I, I, I like leave it like as a clean slate every, every morning I look at it as a clean slate and I'm wow. like, okay, how am I going to do this today? Wow. I'll see when they wake up and how they react towards the challenging times or like, just like the day to day. I really like Is that, that how you've had to kind of parent yourself. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. exactly That's how. amazing. Yeah. And it's, it, yeah, I, I just like a light bulb went off. Yeah. That's exactly how I do it with myself. Yeah. You have to give them grace. Yeah. You know, and I have to give myself grace because not every day is the same. Yeah. What part of doing that feels easier for you over time? And what do you think you're still trying to master in that? I'm trying to master not being reactive when I'm triggered. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's in itself, that's growth, Mm -hmm. knowing and understanding that that's what I want. Mm -hmm. And even like, like thinking back to the times where I get triggered, because I feel like when your inner child is triggered, well, when your kids are the same age as 
you know, your inner child was like the time that your inner child was wounded. Mm -hmm. I feel like you get a lot of triggers there. So Elliot will do things that I'm like, no, you know, you shouldn't do that because I did that as a kid. And now looking back, I just want him to do better. But like they have to learn on their own, you know? Yeah. And so I catch myself and I'm like, you know what? I'm so sorry that I reacted that way. I love you. You're perfect the way that you are. Like do that, you know? Yeah. Like you, you'll learn. And I don't have to like dictate or like try to control situations Mm -hmm. because I don't want him to control situations when he's older. Like Mm -hmm. I want him to kind of be like in this place where it's like, like water, you're moving with it, not against it Mm -hmm. or trying to be like, no, this way, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, your foundation that you gave yourself is enabling you to give this to your children, which I think is so beautiful. I think that we're living in such a time where our generation can pattern break and change the way of doing things. And I think that everyone I know that I'm close to, we've all gone through so much personal growth and evolution and moving through just years and lineage and just things of this is how it is. And this is what we're going to settle with. And I feel like these pattern breakings and like really demanding a life for yourself, which you've done is such a gift to your children and then the generations to come because it lays a whole different kind of foundation. Yeah, it really does. And I I actually don't see it that way. Like sometimes people have to like point that out to me for me to be like, oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's really special when people point that out because it's, it's so true. I wish I had that growing up, you know, it would have changed my whole life's trajectory, you know, but then you wouldn't be where you are and your kids wouldn't be how they are. Mm -hmm. I know that's so true. Everything Mm -hmm. happens for a reason. And I think that's the silver lining of it all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I get to do this for, for my kids. Yeah. It's really special. And you're so present with it. That's so incredible that you say every day is a blank slate for me to arrive and be here for my children just as I need to assess how I feel that day and what's going to support me. You do that for your children. And then you also live and do your day that way so they could watch you and feel Mm -hmm. that there is consistency and truth there. Yeah. It's incredible. I didn't know how powerful consistency was until this season. It's like you really have to be consistent and you really have to show up for yourself and not just say it because these little these little two boys are watching me. You know, I can't just speak and like say all these things. I have to actually do it mm-hmm. because then that's how they learn. You know, it's it's through watching through. I mean, I'm, I'm a very visual person myself. So if I watch somebody do something, it almost gives me like that drive to want to be like, oh, I, I want to do that. Yeah. So. Do you, you said it came to this season where it like it's being highlighted. Where yeah. were you not? If you're reflecting back on right before the season where you're saying now, you know, the impact of it. Do you have examples of where you felt that you were not consistent or like were not being that for them to see in you or maybe not? Um, well, as a person, like mm-hmm. even as a friend or a daughter, I felt like I wasn't as present as I thought I was. You know, I was very disassociated Mm. and I wasn't consistent with my friendships. Like I would never reach out to people. They would always have to reach out to me because I was always quote unquote busy or doing something, you know, mind you, I have a lot of people in my life. I always, I feel like I always have, but now it's like actual connections. You know, it's like I can sit here and not, not be nervous about having this conversation, even with you guys or like having to like think oh what am I gonna do later like I'm right here Mm -hmm. and I think you feel when people are actually Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. and they're not on their phones or they're not like you know doing this or that and mind you I love being 
a creative and like taking photos and sharing about my days. Like I love doing that, but I can actually be present now, mm-hmm. which is, I feel like a, I wasn't like that before. Mm-hmm. How recent is that shift to be present? Um, it was probably two years ago mm-hmm. when I found out all about like my ex and stuff. Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Just, well, just a little bit of your journey into kind of what happened, because I'm sure the shock of that gave you no choice but to be present. And like you post a lot about cold plunging, but I I think about what it would feel like to hear that kind of devastating news. Like when I get in the cold plunge, it's you, you're there, you're there. You can't think about what you're doing in a minute. You're just like, (gasps) you know, and I feel like any kind of shock and tragedy and trauma that happens to us forces us to you know, step into the sober moment and people who have the ability to grow and evolve like yourself, you know, you've really used that moment to change your own life, to be present and all those things. But what even brought you to that moment of Mm -hmm. shock? I mean, that was beautifully (laughs) said by the way, (laughs) (laughs) but I think, um, I mean, when I, when I found out about, you know, his affair, um, my ex had an affair for okay. So mom of two, mom babies, of two, pretty much. Yes, I mean this was two years ago when I found out. It was May fourth of twenty twenty one was when I found out about his affair. Already going through, it was like a year and a half already in when I found out. Um, it was complete shock. I like it almost felt like someone had died, mm-hmm. and I like saw the body there, and I didn't want to face it. I like I, I didn't want to. Was that him or you? It was me. Like, like I had died mm-hmm. and I could like see myself, but I didn't want to like, I didn't want to look like, I, I was like, no, 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 this isn't true. This isn't true. But like, it's very clear, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was really devastating for me. I did not believe it at all because he just, he was, he's very charismatic. He's very kind. He's very involved. He was, you know, a part of my shut the kill up team. I mean, we were together a lot. And there was just no way. I mean, we had just had a call a year ago, like, you know, and the phone records, which that's how I found out, um, had said that he was conversating with her in 2019, which that was the year that I had my son. My son yeah. was only three year, three months old when, you know, they had started their relationship. But I, I believe it's way back. I just don't have receipts for that. I only have receipts for as far as the phone records go, which is... October, November of 2019. Mm-hmm. So, and Cole was born July. Um, so that was very devastating because yeah. it's like in your most vulnerable state as a mother, as a wife, as a partner, mm-hmm. even as a friend, I wouldn't ever do something like that to somebody that I loved, yeah. quote unquote, you know? Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it made me realize that I had to change, not because I wanted to, at first it was for him, because I had believed all the lies that he was spewing and I thought I was a bad wife. I mean, narcissists do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like they make you feel bad for their mistakes or their wrongdoings. Mm -hmm. And I believed it for a while Mm -hmm. until I woke up and then I was like, Oh no, 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 no. This isn't me. Yeah. Did you get help during that time? Oh yeah. To help you see that it wasn't you. Oh yeah. I mean, I was, on therapy calls three times a week. Yeah. Like I was ex- like going to therapy extensively, going to breath work, going to see my friend Jessica Stone for, you know, Reiki sessions, energy sessions. And I mean, that helped so much, so much. 
in the process of that and like seeing yourself dead and not wanting to look and then from then coming to now what are some themes that were brought up in your healing that like was there if you can reflect on themes and like the order of how they arrived healed onto the next one arrived healed onto the next one or if you're still like picking through some of them what are some of those overarching themes and i know you know some of them have directly to do with him as a person and his doings onto you what about that is your internal yourself the first thing that pops up is i had to die to become who i am now mm-hmm. i have the chills like i literally yeah time. you have to you have to it's so excruciating and it's why not everyone does it because mm-hmm. you it's, actually have to die you literally feel like death mm-hmm. i mean i lost so much weight i was skin and bones you mm-hmm. know and i'm now finally at a healthy weight because of all the work that i've done yeah you're so beautiful and thank you so are you girls but like you literally have to die and come out the other side and it's so beautiful it's it's almost like i'm i'm reliving and like seeing life through a new lens and so now with what i share on shut the kill up you know people get annoyed or like they're just like oh you post so much of skies and the moon and this and that and it's like nature is what was allowed me to feel grounded yeah was allowed it it allowed me to be able to be like oh my feet are on the ground like i'm good Mm -hmm. because that's what truly matters Mm -hmm. i don't want to be up in the air like floating and pretending like i'm fine i want to be rooted on the ground and being Mm -hmm. like yo i'm fucking here Mm -hmm. what am i going to do about it Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so i feel like now every time i go outside and i go on walks like it's life-giving i wasn't able to do that before i was walking but i was on the phone with my therapist feeling like i was gonna die because my ex had done what he's done and like my family was breaking apart Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and now i'm like wow life is so beautiful and good and i have two healthy healthy boys that are like the most beautiful boys i've ever seen and life is good and it that goes back to just saying that you're present now right yeah like now i could really see well, the it's sky. almost like you've accepted it 100 percent. and that, that i think is what brings you to presence is mm-hmm. acceptance yeah and you can accept that this is my life this is what's happening this is you can be present mm-hmm. i think if you're in conflict with yourself then you're you're not here obviously no, no. and i've accepted who i am mm-hmm. and who i had to be even then mm-hmm. you know because sometimes i get down on myself with not moving past it as as fast as I wish I did, or ah, I wish I would have known then. But all of those moments, all of those experiences led me to become this, I would say I'm pretty whole, you know? I mean, I'm still working through so much and there's a lot of little broken pieces, but like my heart and my soul, like I am completely aligned. And I think, I don't even have to say it. Like you can just see yeah, you can. a different life. And I mean, people who've known me for years are like, this was definitely for you. Yeah. You just didn't know it. Yeah. And I totally believe that. Yeah. So. When was it that you think, because I know in all of this, there is also recreating that identity of self, mm-hmm. right? So there's a part of you that obviously is, helping healing yourself and entering the becoming of a parent that you're proud of because you know these kids are looking up to you and it's like you want to be embodied in that sense for them Mm -hmm. so there's like what percent of that is for them and then do you find that over time more and like 
larger attention is for you and as you become more embodied and fulfill and create and fill up your tank that it can overflow onto them instead of them being like the inspiration behind it. Does that make sense? So like, yeah, it does. But I feel like I also want to say like, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Because I feel like both my boys and I flow with each other, you know, and it's like, we're complimenting each other and we're, we're very much like, I don't know. Like you the guys way are that, friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. The little one definitely like, Cole does these things that I feel like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he looks like he knows what he's doing. Y- he totally does. <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing. And so uh, we like, we bicker a lot. Uh-huh. He's also a cancer and like, I love cancers, but boy cancers are definitely like spicy and like just hard shell but like very soft on the inside so i have to like when he's upset i'm like do you just need a hug Mm -hmm. and he goes yeah i need a hug (laughs) and so like but he doesn't know how to express that Mm -hmm. and sometimes as as adults we don't know how to express like yo i need a fucking hug yeah you know or like i need some love from somebody can someone help me yeah so like i'm i try to like continue to think like that like oh he just needs love and i have to be patient and present and like you know but as a mom you lose it sometimes and yeah. that's okay too yeah um but yeah he is spicy so spicy and the, uh, elliot he's just the sweetheart that like he's he's one of my best friends it's really special i can't wait for him to like hear the podcast one day and like Aww. like he's i know he's gonna feel this feeling yeah because we go on walks and like our walks like we talk a lot mm. and we talk like adults like mm. i have adult conversations with him and it's really cool. He probably knows the work you've been doing on yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, he sees me wake up and go into the cold plunge in the yeah. mornings. And he yeah. goes, why do you do that? Do you answer? Yeah. I'm like, because I, I feel like we should all be challenging ourselves on a day-to-day basis. Like that is what helps And you say grow. it like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm never like, well, no. mommy has to. Like, no. no, it's, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to do this, mm-hmm. you know? These things that you practice now, like the cold plunging and just all your healing modalities and tools and breath work, were you into that before? Or is this stuff that you really, like stepping into this next version of yourself, you, you're challenging yourself? Um, it, it's recent. Mm-hmm. I had to step into myself and like these new habits because, you know, before I was on the phone a lot trying to, for someone to help me for someone to come save me is what it felt like. Like now looking back, I wanted someone to like pick me up and be like, move me to the next level. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had to do the work to be moved to the next level. And so how many months was that? Oh, it was like a year and a half. A year and a half. Yeah. Up until I would say July, August of last year. That's when and did it, you just wake up and you're like, let's fucking go. It or felt it, like that. Yeah. It felt like, wait, I don't have to be on the phone and someone tell me that everything's going to be fine. Like I can do it myself, you know, like I I feel like my community of girls have had the conversations with me over and over and over. And some of them were even like, you got to start doing this on your own, Jay. Like you need to, you need to wake up. This isn't going to change. Mm. And little by little, you know, they held my hand at times. I needed that. Yeah. You know, we have to, we have to ask for help when we need it. A hundred percent. And we have to be okay with being vulnerable and saying like, I'm feeling like I'm going to die. You know, like we have to be honest with ourselves and accept 
the fact that it sucks yeah. and say it out loud yeah. and share that with the people that you trust and that, you know, are there for you to listen. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, it's, it's you, you know, they're not going to hold my hand through the cold. No, and at the end of the day, you go to bed, you know what I mean? And that, that's a, such a sobering truth in itself. It's like, you can numb yourself all day and we, everyone does it. We're yeah. on our phones, we're calling our friends, we're driving the music. But at the end of the day, there's this silent moment and it's, you have to, that is what you put the work in for is that so you can be with that person that's exactly it i've had to go by myself to bed by myself in my big ass bed for what two and a half years now like that was my rude awakening Mm -hmm. where i've even had my girlfriends be like my husband was out of town for two days and i like i can't imagine being in your shoes jeanette and it's like yeah it's a rude awakening but it's also been so helpful for me and it's going to be awesome for me to go into the next stage of life where I am going to attract that partner that's going to mm-hmm. be with me you know mm-hmm. and I'm whole now yeah. I mean you're going to attract a whole right you are a whole right that moving forward you will never not be a whole in a relationship exactly and moving forward in a relationship I'll know exactly what I want and what I don't want yeah and I think that's what's that's what's beautiful about getting to the other side mind you I still have my days it's never going to be like a, I'm just so perfect all day every day like that's not gonna happen like I'm still gonna have to work through so much but like it's awesome to be here because I'm grateful for any little bit that I get that is like bringing that is making me whole that is continue to make me whole you know yeah I want to go back to one part of what you said about you have to be honest with yourself coming from this deeper state of vulnerability I think it's important for for those of us you know who are listening to this um you know people ask us how we're feeling and we're very quick to feel the truth within ourselves, but then like put a cherry on top outwardly. Like someone, you ask me, how am I doing? Like, how do you feel? And immediately I think to myself, like, I know that I feel this way. Today's a really hard day for me. And I just tell you, I'm okay. Like I'm okay, but I'm not okay today. I'm not okay. And using that word that is softening a really hard and painful, I'm experiencing like painful state that I'm experiencing today is also not aligned with truth and is actually not honest. And I've been learning to, someone asked me that question and I say, I'm not doing well today, but I don't want to talk about it. Like what, like what's up? Like I'm like, we're hanging out because I want to just like change the air. Right. Yeah. When I do that and I've been doing that with friends, it feels so good. And I know that like I was honest with me and I, admittedly like outwardly am aligned with how I'm feeling internal but I'm also making a decision to not go there instead of being like I'm fine because I know that if I just say that there's going to be less questions asked right and it's so interesting because like in this conversation of of being honest to think of it in in that like degree like such a specific level is I mean it's a really tricky thing to navigate and as a parent too I'm sure your kids do your kids ever ask you, how are you, mom? When I get frustrated or short, sometimes Elliot will be like, are you okay, mom? And I'll be like, actually, I'm really frustrated. Can you tell? So you do that? Oh, yeah. And like, I ask him. And then I also do this a lot more now because I want him to get in the flow of like his intuition because kids are so intuitive mm-hmm. and they know. They know mm-hmm. more than we know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And us as adults will lie mm-hmm. or like, 
fib. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Let's call it that and say, oh, everything's good, sweetheart. No, and but you're not confused. okay. They don't get it. And then they're confused. But the vibration of it is not okay. That was my childhood struggle. Egg. It was everything's okay, but the vibration wasn't okay. And my whole childhood, I was like, I'm not okay because something doesn't feel okay. And it wasn't until I got the tools as a young adult and more recently where I've been like, oh no, it wasn't okay. It was surface level okay, but the vibration of it wasn't. And I think how your parenting is so beautiful to be just so honest. So that I still struggle with. That's one of my issues that I like am constantly challenged with is are people not telling me the truth? Mm -hmm. That's like one of my major wounds. And then my ex goes and like, lies pretty much my whole marriage like personal question did you attract this before this happened nice <laughs> um did you find yourself in situations where the truth was not there yes right and it's funny that you say that because the more i heal the more i understand that it's up to me to change what i attract yes mm-hmm. I attracted that narcissist behavior because i was around narcissists all my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i did not feel safe but that's where Jeanette felt most safe mm-hmm. was not safe mm-hmm. isn't that crazy because yeah. it was the most familiar to it, you it would it's the most comforting and easy so that's the pattern you're breaking right now exactly mm-hmm. so with elliot i'm like can you tell him not upset can you tell yeah, him not okay can you tell him upset and then i challenge him with what if i told you i was okay would you believe me even with this face or even with my tone of voice and he goes, well, I would have to because you're telling me to, right? Aww. And I would be like, no. When someone tells you that they're okay, but you feel this in, in yourself, in your body, know that you know the truth, okay? Like I always want them to wow. be able to tap into that because I struggle now mm-hmm. with the, is someone upset with me? Like, did I do something wrong? You know, and I'm trying to change that pattern where I'm like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I am not upsetting anybody. If anything, I should be upset with myself thinking those things because these are the patterns that I have to break. You know, it's the stories we tell each other, ourselves, sorry, not each other, yeah, ourselves. No, I mean, it's us against us always. Exactly. Yeah. And so I practice these things with Elliot because I've practiced with my therapists, you know, and like during breath work, you're able to tap into your major, major like intuition and like your, just your, your center. Truth. I was about to ask you of all the methods of, healing that you invited into your life is there an experience that was just so striking and like powerful for you like a story that you just want to share through breath work or or whatever i feel like yoga and breath work have both been and cold plunges like those three just go hand in hand and but they're all different states of mind they are The yoga is flow the breath work is like a surrender to something arriving to yeah that's messages beyond you and then the cold plunge is the straight fucking focus and just breathing (laughs) it's just like breathing and focus and you can't think of anything else but like the wiring of your head and like yeah cold plunging is sobering that's how i describe it it is but it's also i feel like knowing that you can get through the shock yeah and practicing practicing that like resilience yes nice it really is it totally is but imagine like you you this scenario this like cold plunging active cold plunging the decision to put the body into shock to put it in what one would traditionally like you know title as a form of physical suffering Mm -hmm. and then know that you can like exit it and then or also while you're in it kind of like flip over you cross this line at a point where you experience like a state of serenity 
for sure. That's like, that gets to a point where you're like, look at the clock. Cause you don't know if you're about to like, your body's about to shut off. I always do that. It's so weird where I'm just like, and then you what, notice you keep going. Yeah. I mean, mine are not like minutes long. I get there pretty soon, but uh-huh. I, I expect <laughs> you're so sensitive. I'm really fucking sensitive, <laughs> but like definitely arrive there. You're it's so ready. crazy that you say that because I had that happen yesterday where I was just like, oh, I'm only going to do one minute. Okay. I, like, cause for me, it's like, I'm, I don't want to say I'm going to do three minutes. Mm-hmm. I want to go in there with, I'm going to do a minute and then we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And every time I hit two minutes for the most part, but yesterday in particular, I was just like breathing really hard and like heavy. And I was just like, okay, like I started like closing my eyes and breathing in through my nose, out through my nose and just like being like very mindful of the counts of it and breathing, like exhaling eight count. Cause when you breathe like longer out exhales, you're, you become less stressed mm-hmm. and more in like a parasympathetic state. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do so that naturally, I didn't know that that's an actual way to calm the you can exit that state yeah you can exit like an anxiety attack with being able to breathe out really slow and mindful like Mm. exhales yeah sometimes if i feel nervous i'll do that i'll breathe in for five seconds and then i will mindfully breathe out for 10 yes and it really helps yes i do four eight and instead of going like the yeah like because that just makes my heart rate more right it gives you more energy so what i want to do in the cold plunge is allow myself to just surrender and be like i'm here you know Mm -hmm. and yesterday i like closed my eyes and i almost like kind of did a like a Mm -hmm. head tilt and it was like two minute mark and i was like i'm here like i'm just gonna continue to ride with it but how awesome is it that you get to practice resilience practice the suffering quote unquote of being in shock Mm-hmm. I wish I would have had that when I learned about my ex's mm-hmm, affair because mm-hmm. I would have been able to breathe through it and not be so like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because it felt like I was going to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it literally looked like I, I was just, you know, I looked at myself dead. Yeah. So it's awesome to be able to do the hard things because we're able to grow and learn through these things. And now when I hear about newfound news i'm not as shocked i'm not as surprised and if i am i'm able to breathe through it the way that i do in my cold plunge Mm -hmm. and that's why i do it Mm -hmm. is to continue to like grow and learn and be less reactive and more like how am i going to respond to this in 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 a adult way in a wise way you know yeah yeah that notion of life never gets easier no. it never does and i think that's it actually just the higher you climb the it's the more intense it gets but when you have a toolbox of tools that help you mm-hmm. um regulate and grow and expand your mindset and your own strength when those things come they just don't rock you like they used to and I that's know. the beautiful thing about growth and self-development and your habits and your rituals is yeah that baseline that gives you the strength and always keeps you evolving. Like someone who goes and does breath work often, which Sabelle and I are very into breath work, but every time it's you, you grow, you learn, you evolve, you see something you didn't see. It's not easy. It's not easy to say, you know what? At 8 PM, I really feel like going and looking at my shit tonight. You know, no one wants to do it, No. but who you become on the other side of that is just, that's everything. It's funny that you said that, like, it doesn't get easier. Like getting to the top is actually even harder. Harder. Um, Because I tell Elliot, Cause he asks me, will life get easier? Wow. Like with certain things that we talk about. And I'm like, no, but guess what? We're practicing for us to get stronger through it. And we're able to gather those lessons and be like, okay, how am I going to tackle this? Mm-hmm. How, how do we get to he, do it together? How does he receive that? 
do you because i mean you watch him like you watch him in his reaction to what you're saying like how what what happens to him i feel like we're very connected i feel like we're very like our heart space is very like it almost feels like one it's very it's very weird in like the best way but he like almost like look looks off into the because i I could see him on his little scooter and like just looking off and like thinking about it and he journals his journal i know i know i I could cry right now does he watch you journal he does Mm -hmm. yeah he watches everything i do yeah Mm -hmm. you know and so he started a journal i know oh my god he started a journal and he writes like you know his what he learned that day or whatever and does he share with you he does oh he shares with with cole and i but cole doesn't like he's just like can you not yeah yeah (laughs) he's a different beast but what sign is elliot he's a sagittarius oh sagittarius are dope yeah they, they're one of my favorite signs me too yeah your eyes are glossed over i know it's because i'm like i love to experience this through you it's really special like it really is even like being able to record here like it's 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 so wild to hear myself speak the way that i do about my kids and about our life like it was it, it just wasn't like that and I feel so full and like the fact that my son gets to feel safe enough to write about his day and about his feelings and what he learned and what made him happy or what didn't make him happy. Like it's all about the ups and the downs, like, you know, mm-hmm. it, and it's about facing them and being able to like read them out loud and like accepting mm-hmm. it's going back. I feel like the theme of this episode should be accepting. Accepting. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is so special for me to hear because I, I, I can't wait. I envision this way of parenting so deeply yeah. and we talk about it at home and we know exactly like how we want to do it and we create like specific scenarios. Like yeah. we joke about it. I'm like, what if like this happens? And then we like, re- we answer back with like scenarios that we think we could confidently like, approach the situation. Yeah. And you're the first person in like physical form who I see create and like exist that way as a mother. So I'm sure this is helping and like, you know, yeah. touching so many hearts as it is mine, but thanks yeah. for sharing little stories like that too. Aww. I just had to share that. Yeah. <laughs> and I really wanted to reflect that as someone who follows you, the number one thing I'm attracted to is how you parent. And I think that there's so many people that follow you that can see that because it really, you are moving mountains in just the parenting role in a way that we need just letting your kids be kids and Thank letting you. them surf and letting them journal and just modeling, like just being a friend is yeah. what we need. And I know that everything you've been through has helped the collective on such a deep level. Yeah. It, I now see it, you know, and it was hard all last year being able to be present and like be this mother that I was meant to be, you know, for them during that time mm-hmm. because I you know, I was struggling so hard to like try to keep our family together and try to fight for the truth and what is right. And, you know, coming out the other side, I still feel like I struggle, but for the most part, like when I see them and who they're becoming, it's so beautiful because it's, again, it's like reflections. Every, everything, every person that we have in our lives that is closest to us, it's a reflection of us, you know? And so when I see them, when I, see them just like skating out like right here you know it just reminds me of how beautiful our life is and how truly we are mirrors to each other yeah and have you been honest with them i mean it seems like you have but through this whole process right like are they aware of what has happened or 
Because I think a big gift you can give children is, and what you give them is just honesty, yeah. you know, because they do feel and they do know. And I, I feel like just even as an adult, all we want is the truth, you know, the truth will set you free. That's yeah. that they say that for a reason. And it's more so like by giving them that truth. I think so many people tiptoe, especially around kids. Like, I don't want to say this. I don't want to upset them. I don't want them to know this, but really they know they vibrationally feel things. Well, as a kid growing up, like, um, I'm, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but my mom, you know, had tried to commit suicide twice and she was also an alcoholic for 10 plus years. And I always just wanted to know the truth. And I knew on a subconscious level what was going on, even though I was little and I would stay at my grandma's when shit was going down. I knew she was on, she wasn't on vacation. I knew that she wasn't quote unquote sick you know, mm -hmm. and we talk about it here and there. I tr we try not to bring up the past because it's, it's in the past for a reason and we're just moving forward. But when we do have those conversations, I'm like, I just want to know the truth. But what I what just do you wanted think, to know the truth. But what do you think you would have wanted to know? Because like, can you imagine a scenario where you actually were like point blank given the exact, you know, thing that was going on and you're learning of your mother that she doesn't want to exist anymore, right? Like imagine. I mean, I can't imagine then, like, I don't think I could have wrapped my mind around it, yeah. but even, even the little thing of her being like, I don't feel seen by your dad. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. I have you guys, but you guys aren't the reason why I'm not happy. It's these other things. Mm -hmm. So less like what is, what is happening? Like the scary, like big right. picture reality, but more about like from that, like heart space like what's what's in your heart what's on your mind and yeah that. because mm -hmm. now as a as a mother i'm not gonna tell my son the gnarly things mm -hmm. i'm yeah. not gonna tell him like oh yeah he cheated on me for blah blah like yeah. no i'm literally going to be like well dad left us for another woman dad left me for another woman and he want these are his actions these are this is the story he wrote for yeah. for himself and for for us unfortunately unfortunately yeah. he like he he's not thinking about all four of us he's thinking about himself and this other person but we're being dragged into it because we're we were a unit mm -hmm. you know i do everything in knowing how is this going to affect my boys first because i'm a mother because mm -hmm. i'm a parent you know like if i was in a relationship i would one well now that i have kids it, they're my number ones but i would think about my partner as well you know, and everyone around us, our friends, our relationships, like work, you know, everything that comes along with that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the, he knows the truth, you know, and as he gets older, he'll only continue to know the truth. I'm very clear. I'm very direct. If he asks a question, I respond with the truth, but I also give him, I say little rocks that he can hold on to because mm -hmm. if he can't, then it's too heavy for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't want him to fall or like drop the rock mm -hmm. on his yeah. foot. Mm -hmm. You know, like I give him those types of analogies and people might say that I'm doing wrong there, but I'm sorry. I will not be the person that I want to be the person that I needed when I was a kid. Yeah. But look at the other, like now just like flip it, like how connected he is and the questions oh, yeah. that he asks. And I mean, for goodness sake, like tools that he's implementing in his own life that adults barely even start to bring in. Like, he teaches me so on. much. We were in New York and we were having a conversation. We were walking everywhere and we talk and walk all the time. And I had said something that could have totally been condescending but it wasn't meant to be but he called me out on it 
Really? He goes, I don't like how you asked that question. <gasps> oh, wow. I, I know what you're doing. <gasps> and I'm like, <gasps> and I like stopped in the middle of New York, like on the street, busy street, people walking. And I went on my knee and I was like, look at me. What did I say? Like, like, how did I say it? And he like, he, he said it the way that I did. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally to explain did. It. He goes, that didn't feel good to me. And I was like, okay, I will absolutely change that. Like, and it's cool because now with my friendships, with like the boundaries, cause I'm very much like a, I want to do everything for everybody. And I want everyone to love me. And like, I wouldn't say I'm a people pleaser, but I definitely love the people that are in my community. And I want to always go above and beyond for the people I love. But there are times where I have to like, make sure I can be, forward and say i can't do that today i'm so sorry i would love to do that but i can't mm -hmm. he's teaching me how to like be vocal about those things because he tells me and i'm like okay if Elliot could do it i could do it yeah mm -hmm. you know it's really special so he's i learned such a teacher for you he is and he's a teacher to his brother which is mm -hmm. like the coolest part because mm -hmm. cole is definitely like they were meant to be brothers elliot was meant to be the big brother mm-hmm isn't it cool that everything is pre-written in the stars? I mean, those kids were meant to be yours. The situation was meant to be yours, your childhood. And just, again, going back to that word acceptance, but when you fully can accept it, you can just live such a beautiful life. And it does not mean that you don't have hard days. <laughs> I, I love that because I always tell Elliot, we chose these lessons. Yeah. You guys chose me to be your mom. And like, I'm going to be the best mom for you guys. You know, the, at, at least the best of my capacity. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to show up in that way. And he goes, I didn't like these lessons. Can we choose other lessons? And I'm like, I feel the same way, bud, but we, we can do it. Like that's yeah. why we were given these lessons. Yeah. Cause we were, we can do it. Cause you're capable. Right. Mm -hmm. So now we have to show up in that way. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really cool. But it's again, the hard days are hard and they're okay. They're needed. Mm -hmm. They're needed for, for these growing pains. Yeah, they're portals. I feel like whenever you enter a portal of toughness or tough times or sadness or whatever, you come out the other side on a whole new level. And it's almost, Sabelle and I were talking about this on the way down, but I almost just try to welcome them in as much as I can without resisting because I know who I am on the other side mm -hmm. of it is amazing and it's right. higher and it's more even like more expansive and yeah. better, honestly, and who I want to be. Mm -hmm. So it's just almost embracing it and it's it flows so much quicker yes yeah it like almost like filters through so much yeah. faster when you're just like okay but you're not pushing it down you're not yeah right it's better to just put it on the table and be like okay let's look at you yes i know the more i do that the more i'm like okay cool i can That's tackle cute. this I just down saw that yeah I'm like let's, let's oh okay, yeah let's put you on the table what do you look like and it's less frightening yeah it's less intimidating mm -hmm. when you're able to do that Mm -hmm. And I think that's also how I approach relationships and like connections. It's like, okay, you know, like, let's look at you. Let's e like evaluate this and like have deeper connections. Mm -hmm. Cause I hate small talk. Mm -hmm. I can't with that anymore. No. Yeah. I'm like, no, I can't. Let's, let's go deep. <laughs> what is, if you have one, or maybe you could think of one now, if this resonates at all, do you have like a current like life motto, something specific that's just getting you? through your growth i read this book by shannon lee bruce lee's daughter i think mm -hmm. shannon is her name um but it's uh, it the book title is called be be more like water mm. Mm. i think that's gosh i'm probably butchering it if it's, it's okay. not it should be <laughs> it's forgiven and we all have a search engine to be look more it up like water <laughs> friend it, it just talks about the like fluidity of like the water like if you're you know if you throw a rock in the water like 
the water makes space mm. for this rock, you know? It doesn't shoot it back out or it doesn't like, no, it, it shouldn't go in here. It's like, they, it welcomes it and it like makes these like beautiful like riptides and then it settles and it was meant to always be there, you know? Mm. And I think that's so beautiful in mm. our lives. Like the universe will throw rocks at us and we constantly try to push them out, but these rocks were always meant to be there. These little riptides, these like waves, they're so beautiful. Like, I, I don't know if you guys ever go to the beach and are like stunned by it, but I am. No, of course. Mm -hmm. I go to the beach all the fucking time it's and really I'm just powerful. like, this is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's when, you know, like the waves and like the crashes of the waves and like the sand and like everything is just, it's meant to be there. Mm -hmm. It's not meant to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I, I view my life. Because even like a couple months ago, I was like, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life and nobody's going to want me because it's too much. But like, what, what is too much? This is my story. This is who, this is what's created me, Jeanette. You know, this is who I've become through it. And I feel like there's going to be a perfect person that's going to match that. Sure. And it's going to be like, wow, you've been through that. Like, that's so rad. Yeah, I love you for badass. it. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And not be intimidated no, or be like, no. you know, cause I feel like it's hard to come across a man, man. Oh yeah. You know, one that can actually take on the full, a full woman. I've, I've become a woman. I'm not a little girl anymore. I'm not this like, you know, like little, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how to describe who no, I was. Sense. I'm like a full woman with a story mm -hmm. and it's like, it's a full package mm -hmm. and it's going to take a certain type to be able to be like, yo, I got you, mm -hmm. you know, just like I got the other person, mm -hmm. but I, 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 that's my motto. Yeah. That's like, amazing. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad there was an answer. I was like, I hope she has one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a full winded freaking answer, but you got one. I love it. One more question. So Ken, do you have something to say? Well, I wanted to know, you asked what the most powerful tool was out of all the ones you do, like oh, the cold oh, plunging, yes. the breath work. I wanted, I wanted the answer. You know, the <laughs> one, the one that popped up just now was solitude, mm. silence, mm. It's a tough one. Wow. It's the hardest one, I would say. It's really crazy you brought you, that up. I was thinking about that last night. Just like it's silence, really hard to be silent. Yeah. Do you mean practicing? Do you both mean being... Practicing silence as an actual practice because of what it could give to you on a daily basis or being mindful in scenarios when you learn that's the time to remain silent? Both. Okay. But I also feel like sitting in silence, like being okay without having my headphones on. Do you have thoughts or are you finding still, <laughs> do you have thoughts? Are you finding, um, Savelle once told me she didn't have thoughts. Yeah, I could, I, was like, I could what? not have thoughts. It's I a, love it's that. I, I wanted Give it. Me I said, it, like, yeah. how? We were on a walk and she's like, well, I don't have thoughts sometimes. And I said, how do you not have thoughts? And then I started reading the untethered soul. It like, opened oh, I love that thing book. for me. Yeah. yeah. But still the untethered soul didn't get you there. I have thoughts all the time. <laughs> Me too. I could shut off completely. I cannot. I think that's why Kenzie is a heavy practitioner of meditation. I think that's one of the tools I don't feel I need to. That's why breath work for me hit because of many things I've kind of come across as, as tools to, to come closer to truth and self. Meditation didn't do that for me because I've yeah. always been able to experience stillness and literal silence so no yeah give me some of no, that no i have to be in the cold <laughs> plunge at after that two minute mark to mm -hmm. finally have yeah a quiet mind mm -hmm. isn't it so cool how we're all so different mm -hmm. and like 
breath work, cold plunges, all this wellnessy stuff that's super popular right now. Some people don't even need to, to do all of that. Yeah. But some of us need a little extra love. And that's why I do it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like the silence for me, because of the fact that like I had to be on the phone so much to like almost regulate my mm. my response to certain things or like with a therapist you mean yeah like physically on the phone yeah. but also with friends okay like I had to talk through so yeah. much mm-hmm. that like now I'm really enjoying not speaking not having music on not having podcasts you know my therapist once told me when I was like reading a ton and doing this and that she goes have you ever thought of just not doing anything i love that and i was like no how am i going to continue to grow i need to do this and i need to do that and she goes what if what if the the trick is to not do anything Mm -hmm. and then like i stopped going to her as much yeah and she was like what if you only came once a week what if you Mm -hmm. only came once every other week now it's like once a month and it feels so empowering and so it's almost like i have it like i've got it under control for once Mm -hmm. it feels like I mean, sitting here across the table from you feels like that. I mean, walking into your home, and thank you so much for inviting into your home, but walking into your home felt that way. And, you know, back to what you said about trusting that you, and still learning and believing that someone can arrive into your life, a man-man, and take you as your whole self. Like, Kenzie and I sitting here in your home across the table and not wanting to leave and us taking about an hour and a half to even get the podcast started because we were about talking about other things like Mm -hmm. you're a really special person we wouldn't be here otherwise that that would go against the the dance of the podcast or just uh, our lives and our lives. Yeah. So you that guys are nice. so Got the good ones. We do. And we're always reflecting on our time spent. Mm-hmm. How was our time spent last night with my family? How was my time spent yesterday myself? How was my time spent the other night at the gallery? How was my time spent with the people? Yeah. How did I work the room or how did I not work the room? Did that serve me always being in that state of reflection when you can reflect on how is your time giving back to you? You guys are going to make me cry. Hmm. this is like hitting so hard because i'm very mindful of my time and you guys just walking up like i immediately felt like we were friends for like forever we've never met up until today Mm -hmm. and you guys are in my home and it felt like so cozy and so welcoming there was something about you though and i've been telling sabelle for months we just knew we just knew watching you and i think just the biggest thing is that I, my, myself and Sabelle, but we're really in our integrity and we really do the work. And when we see someone like yourself, who's moving through life with kids and doing the best you can and challenging yourself and showing up in the way you do, it's just so admirable. And it, you feel Mm -hmm. like one of us, like we just know those people. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the energy we match, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's beautiful that we can connect to people that are on the same energy field. Mm -hmm. Cause sometimes like you have to remind yourself like, Oh shit, I'm like, I'm up there with them, Mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes like for me, I am my worst critic and sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not being as successful as I want to be because I don't necessarily, I don't compare myself to anybody as an influencer or like business owner or whatever. I am my own person, but like I challenge myself in that way where I'm like, I'm not doing as good as I should be, but I have to remember that there's this huge wound on me that's still fresh and it's constantly being poked at, mm-hmm. you know, not just by the good old ex, but like, you know, people on the internet, most of the t- 99.9% of the people on the internet, by the way, are so kind and sweet mm-hmm. and are who've made shut the kill up who like who it's an extension of me. So it's, it's 
made that so successful and so beautiful and such a safe space for even me to want to even go back to it. But like, I'm so grateful for it. And again, it's not me. It's like the people who are there. We match. But they're reflecting you. you. Exactly. Yeah, and they're attracted to you. And it's Mm -hmm. so special. And I never take that for granted. But there are that like 0.1% that it's like, you do not, you just assume and that's okay. But the stories that you create sometimes have hurt me. In the past, I've, my skin is so thick that like, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, cool. That story sounds really great. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, (laughs) it's the, the stories I hear sometimes I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, that's good. A for effort for sure. But like, if you knew me like certain, I mean, the one DM I get out of the month that's like negative, I respond with a voice note and they're like, I'm so sorry. Like they come back. That's my favorite thing to do. I I respond to voice notes and they're always like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't think anyone would read this. I'm like, who do you think you're talking to? Well, I I try not to read them or like, it's not that I try, I just delete immediately. But when I like voice note and I'm like, you know, you, you don't know me. You only see very little of my life. Even if there are like 15, 20 stories up, like that's like what? three minutes of my life mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's true. crazy it's really true. um but it's like in those times where you're like will you get to hear me respond and they're like oh shit i'm so sorry i didn't, <laughs> I didn't like think that you know and it's like okay like if you need to know something come to me mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it yeah. but like even with that i'm just i'm grateful that i'm able to like be here and be in this community and stand up for myself in an integral way and be gracious but and even in those times, I still feel like, am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. Are people actually inspired? Am I inspiring myself? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel inspired with but myself. But you're letting yourself heal. For sure. And the thing is, is that you're actually going through the process of healing so that when you do have your next relationship, when you do have your next business ad- um, adventure or avenue, you can be there for it mm-hmm. and you're not carrying trauma and baggage. And I that goes know. back to the gift that you're giving your kids and yourself yeah. and you're doing it, you know, and, and this healing world. is so important and to not world. bypass it. Because I want people to know that there is hope. Mm-hmm. You know, every one of us has baggage. We carry so much. And just to see somebody else not have to carry it and be so light and like free, like I want to be like that, yeah. you know? And so if we continue to do the work, we all get to benefit from it. It's not true. just myself, not my sons, like it's everybody. everybody. Mm-hmm. The other day I replied to a listener of the podcast who frequently just we call this thing because it's we learned a new term and I don't know if you know this do you know about a penguin pebbling no okay penguins when they want to show love (laughs) and affection they gift the penguin that they want to you know be affectionate towards a pebble and so often when you That's go, <laughs> when you go and like travel and like see or even search penguin communities, you'll see just stacks of pebbles, like in various parts of the land. And it's because that's the love stack that one penguin has cultivated over time from its neighboring penguins. And so she is a, you know, a listener of the podcast and she's like, I'm going to give you a pebble. And she I've been giving you. Did she say that? Mm-hmm. Oh. She's like, I'm going to give you a pebble. And I've been giving you pebbles. That's my love language. And I was like, what do you mean you're giving me pebbles? She's like, <laughs> she's like, my love language is penguin pebbling. And I was like, please tell me more. And I'm just sitting there on that my is phone so Googling cute. penguin pebbling. And then there's like images of penguins. with pe- P- Guys, please, while you're listening, go and look at that. <laughs> and then there's like one image of like two penguins pebbling each I'm other. Gonna, and it's Google like, this, this is my love language. I'm going to YouTube this so, and see a video. 
the fact that there's not only this like new phrase of like sharing and like giving like love through this one act that's just so genuine but this listener i called her we ended up getting on the phone i didn't tell you yet we were on the phone for about an hour and a half and like at the end of it i actually need to get back to some things but because it started off with her sharing how much this podcast is helping her and aiding her and is giving her solitude and the angle of like storytelling and story time where we have guests like yourselves on who are human in every shape and like version of that through struggle and trauma and things with the parents and then things with yourself and then coming back down the other end like towards your kids and then it's like this world of tornadoes but love and truth but like figuring out lies and it's like dynamic this is what it's about Mm -hmm. and we brought the cusp to the table for people to experience that because there are too many stories that we know of loved ones who have incredible things to share and move us as individuals and it's important for more people to experience that so if you're a listener and you're this far into this episode (laughs) you're a true one and we can't wait to continue you know bringing this and sharing this and you've been pivotal so much for everything you brought oh thank you girls you had the best energy and such great questions thank you so much thank you for listening to everybody Mm -hmm. out there and i want to leave us with one word where let's say like one kind of like challenge i think we're gonna just start to do this now and i love all students do this (laughs) (laughs) let's go back to this word restoration that you brought up earlier yeah who is someone in your life or what is an area in your life that you feel most recently has been providing you restoration Mm. and just be mindful of that and give more time to that and i'll just leave it at that i love that that's good that's that's good so we're gonna Mm -hmm. keep doing this huh yeah you're gonna keep doing this (laughs) i open them you close them (laughs) there we go i feel like this conversation was so good is powerful it really is because it's the truth and that is really what sabelle and i have felt so grateful for is connecting with people and creating this container we can just talk about the truth their truth how they feel how you feel it's just so special right beautiful yeah there's no flush there's no elevator pitch it's just real we're not asking the easiest questions no (laughs) you know i'm i'm excited to dive deep into your podcast after this Cause you guys have really good energy and like the questions and just the flow of everything was really special. Thank so you. Thank you brought it. Yeah. You guys it brought co-created. it. I thank you so much. Thank you. We'll leave you. where everyone can find you in the show notes. Uh, shut the kill up on Instagram. And best thank follow. Thank you guys seriously, so much. Seriously the best follow. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. We love you. And we'll see you I soon through body forward and something else. Maybe. Something else. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you connect with us on Instagram at Kenzie Burke and at Sabelle Levy. And be sure to follow the podcast at The Cusp Podcast 1P. It's home to inspiring quotes, many more conversations. Everything is linked in the show notes. We are so grateful you are here. Stay tuned for an exciting next episode. Bye for now.